1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Well, wouldn't you know it? Five games left in the regular season. And of course, a new five-piece for that head top. Don't you just love it when things come together? Let's do it. How exactly does it feel to be a Chargers fan? For those of you out there who may be listening or watching this, I don't know why you would be if you aren't a fan of the team, but, you know, welcome anyway. Let's see. Try beating a team that you haven't defeated in over 15 years and still feeling completely unsatisfied. Yeah. Because that's what happened on just last week as the Chargers took out the New England Patriots. I mean, a win is a win. For the first time since 2008, and they beat them at gillette stadium the problem is uh this ain't exactly the Pats of your youth and when i say that this is probably the worst team in the nfl right now i don't think that i'm reaching for that and the Chargers managed to uh execute a thrilling six to nothing victory as a matter of fact i don't believe either team made it into the either's red zone which is crazy now that I'm saying that out loud, but anyway, you got to find the little uh, silver linings where you can. But this one is not a little one. I am a bit conflicted about it. It's so Number one, I'm going to call Maniac Mac because that's right. Mr. Khalil Mack is leading the NFL in sacks at 15. And actually, last Sunday was his third two sack game in a row. But the thing about it is, unless you're a Chargers fan, you probably don't know that and don't really care because of the season and how it's gone thus far. Uh, the record for sacks in the season, 22 and a half by Michael Strahan still. And uh, is he going to threaten it? It may seem like it's a reach to say that he could. But if you look at the next five games, there's one we all probably have circled. And uh, it's the second game in which the Chargers will be playing in less than a week against the hated Las Vegas Raiders. Because we know what happened the last time Khalil matched up with them. It kind of got the run started because I don't think he had a single sack up until that matchup, which I was uh, there for, by the way, at SoFi. where he reeled off six of them things. I mean, hell, if he just goes for half of that when they play them next Thursday then he's looking at a very real opportunity to get around that record with five games remaining. And I'm not going to say it's impossible. As a matter of fact, it could happen. The team is going to have to load up on Senzu beans for the rest of the season, particularly on the defensive side of the ball to help him out, because Khalil will not be able to carry that load all by himself. They're going to have to get some teams in their rearview. And force them to have to play from behind, which means more passing, which means more opportunities for Khalil to get after the QB. Do I expect that to happen? If we're being realistic? No, not really. So my hope and prayer is that he goes nuclear again against the Raiders and rails off as many of them bad boys as possible. Go for another six piece, dog. If you can get it, it's probably going to be your easiest avenue to threatening that record. So... Nothing but hope that Khalil does it. It will be a bright spot on a very disappointing season. And I get it. The charges are not out of it by any means right now. I know the uh, percentage chances are still low. What is it like 10% somewhere around there for them to make the playoffs right now? But some really funky things are happening around the NFL. You've got, of course, still the Cincinnati situation, which actually may end up being okay because Browning played his behind off just last week in a win and Uh, Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence uh, Mr. Easter Islands He isn't as hurt As what he appeared to be So it looks like he's going to be fine I think it's high ankle sprain So he should be able to go I'm not sure if it will happen next week But that could maybe affect Jacksonville's uh, end of season run Who knows But back to Khalil Regardless If he sniffs that record There's another conversation that needs to be had, and I'm going to be a little upset about it if it doesn't. Because if you're not playing on a team that's, at least in the playoffs, getting a shot at Defensive Player of the Year seems like it's not really uh, tangible. But I think it's, I believe it to be a feasible concept because individually, he's performing at an elite level, not just as a pass rusher. But against the run as well, we're talking about one of the best edge setters in the NFL. And oh, do I need to mention to you all again? The man is 32 years old. So his name at least needs to be in the mix. And if it isn't, it will be all because the team that's around him that is supporting him did not hold up their end of the bargain. And therefore, it results in not only a wasted season at a premium position, potential record setting season but we don't know if we'll see this level of play from him going forward hell we don't necessarily know if he'll want to be back with the Chargers next year although we do know that if it's a choice between both he and joey yeah get that extension worked out for khalil and joey has been real dog but uh might be time to kick rocks just saying moving on sadly from uh a gentleman that everyone loves right now to a guy that uh has been catching the ire of chargers fans here recently i'm gonna have to call number two more or less ayo hey, kellen uh you have to step to the front of the congregation man we would like a word Chargers fans are feeling rather duped right now now in the grand scheme of things there are a couple of scenarios that have affected Kellen's ability, I would say, to be able to call an efficient offense, a more balanced one, uh, should I say? You Got guys that are out, some for the year, some for large chunks of the season. Gotta understand all that. I mean, the charges are still, what, like 11th in overall total offense, but no thanks to the running game. So, to say we feel like we were sold a bill of goods, I don't think is uh, an, an overstatement. We were told this was going to be a downhill power running game. And that's what we were all looking forward to after uh, the last iteration of the offense under Joe Lombardi. But yet still lots of outside zone and no real power game or gap to speak of. Because, yes, again, some guys are out and there's a lack of cohesion, particularly on the interior of the offensive line. No Corey Lindsley, yada, yada, yada. Get all that. But I got to be real with you, man. Feels like a tease. You go back to week one against the Miami Dolphins and that 200 plus yard performance that the Chargers put up on the ground. Looks like a mirage at this point. Doesn't really even feel like it ever happened. And kind of feels almost like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this uh, late 80s movie. Like right before the 90s, Keenan Ivey Wayans of the Wayans Brothers, Wayans family fame, uh, directed and Pretty much started in a movie called uh, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. And there's a scene where he meets a young lady in a bar and uh, they go back to a hotel room to do adult things. And in the bar, she was stunning. They get back to the hotel room, though. Stuff starts coming off. I'm not talking about the stuff you think either. If you're not familiar with the movie, go check it out. Let's just say uh, expectations were not met kind of feels a little bit like that got a week where you thought everything was going to be changed i mean that was a heck of a start and then nothing even close to that ever since and it's unfortunate because i went back and looked at kellen's offense i mean when we were studying what he would bring to the charges coming in as the offensive coordinator this year and man it just felt like they had a better hold of who they were in dallas than the charges currently do And yes, once again, we cannot ignore the fact that personnel matters. But still, what this does speak to is to who is an upper echelon offensive coordinator who's still working their way towards it, because the guys, the guys, guys figure out how to make the most of what they have. Kellen hasn't quite adapted to that yet. Now, what you do have to give him props for, and I absolutely will, has been his ability to scheme Keenan Allen open. Now, granted, it's Keenan Allen slay gonna do what slay do but because he really is the only true option uh in the passing game right now just assuming keenan's gonna come out and get you an eight to ten catch game and go over a 100 plus multiple weeks is not realistic teams understand that he's the primary offensive weapon and they do key on him but yet and still Kellen does a little bit of this and that with motioning Keenan, not having him just be static in a slot. He gets moved around, plays a little bit of X, uh, will cross the formation in motion. If you have a guy that's following him and he can't get hands on Slay, good luck. Because nine times out of ten, he's not going to be able to stick in his hip pocket, especially when he breaks on his routes. It's just not something that many guys are able to do. Keenan is one of the best to ever do it as a route runner. So, yes, we're talking about a guy who currently leads uh, the NFL in receptions and is top three in receiving yards. Also very depressing because it feels like it's going to waste. But I digress. Kellen, bravo for that. But the fact that this team still can't run the ball is what's holding it back. Because if you look at Justin Herbert's numbers, and yes, I do have to bring 10 into this because he's the one passing the ball. He's the leader of the offense. Imagine what he could be doing right now if two things. He had a running game and a downfield threat to throw the ball to but like i said before kellen doesn't really feel like he's able to make adjustments to what he currently has available to him so the offense is pretty limited and what you see right now is probably what you're going to see for the remainder of the year good news is looks like josh palmer may be back soon so it'll be an additional weapon Maybe that opens things up a little bit because they like to get Palmer going vertically here and there. But as long as the running game remains the Achilles heel of the offense, it really doesn't matter who they add back to the passing game. It won't take the next step. I do want to offer up some unsolicited advice to you, though, Kellen. Um, let's do away with the jet sweep calls on third down, uh, particularly to mister Thirteen Two. Oh, sorry. Um, that's... My new nickname for Austin Eckler—he used to be Thirty Ways, now he's Mister Thirteen Two. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Young Jeezy song, Mister Seventeen Five, which was in reference to uh, the prices of the keys he was selling. Um, this is speaking to the thirteen point two miles per hour that Austin hit as his top speed on his breakaway run against the Packers. Yeah, I know that's low hanging fruit, but sorry, Austin.
2: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: being that Khalil Mac was the focus of number two and we were already talking about the defense and there's much more to discuss let's just roll that over into number three which I believe I'm going to call deception now for my cantankerous and for my uber positive charger fans alike this may bother you depending on which side of the fence you stand on now me I like playing devil's advocate because it's fun so I understand either way that being said let's just reflect on the fact that the charges did in fact hold an NFL team to zero points and that's no small feat it's quite the achievement um, especially this defense which has uh, become known for solving the da Vinci code for many of the struggling offenses they've gone up against so Give them the credit. Uh, let's be honest, though. Aside from the matchup against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, many of those standout defensive performances have come against bottom of the barrel QB play. Now, this week, they're up against Russell Wilson, who I don't believe has been in discussion as an elite quarterback for quite some time now, at least for a couple years. But he ain't exactly Uncle Rico either. So you got to show him some respect still. And I'm pretty sure he was rather efficient for multiple weeks. Well, at least leading up to last uh, Sunday's game against the Texans, where he threw three picks. But you can't just expect that he's going to roll into the game on Sunday and repeat that performance. If you give Russ time, he can still carve you up. Now, speaking of a unit that's been accustomed to being shredded, that leads me to the Chargers secondary, which I've actually been quite encouraged by the last few weeks. Uh, there has been a substantial decrease in coverage lapses since Dean Leonard, uh, Sang Bassey, and Jalen Hawkins were inserted into the defensive lineup. And that happened around the Ravens game. So I believe there is a direct correlation between those personnel changes and the improvement of the secondary play. Now, having mentioned Russ and his play for the last several weeks, uh, let's talk about the Broncos offense as a whole. It's been mostly respectable. Uh, sean payton's kind of helped them get their acts together and they have been performing admirably now again that is up until they ran into the houston texans last week and took a bit of a detour and talking about the texans man it's just frustrating um you got rookie head coach D'Amico ryans defensive-minded guy and uh cj stroud a rookie qb probably going to be your offensive rookie of the year hell ryan's could end up being coach of the year who knows and looking at our team with our defensive minded head coach and let's not get into that you where i'm going but what you're essentially going to have now is a defense in the chargers who has not had a great year but is coming off of a really good defensive performance and an offense that was starting to get its bearings for multiple weeks got into a flow of things that are coming off of a less than seller offensive performance so the question is who's going to tip the scales? Who's going to have the, uh, to quote, our embattled head coach Brandon Staley winning performance on Sunday. We shall see. I'm ashamed. Can't believe that I've gotten this far into the season without giving the just due to the man responsible for making the Chargers One of, if not the best special teams unit in all of the NFL. So we're going to call number four Fickens flowers, because that's what I want to give to him. We're talking about a team that is currently number one in NFL in punt return yardage, number two in the league in punt return average, top 10 in net punt average, top 10 in punts down inside the 20, top five in forced fair catches, top 10 in yielded punt return yards, top 10 in made field goal percentages, 19 for 20. Good for 95%. And we're talking about all fantastic contributions from the likes of Darius Davis, J.K. Scott, Cameron Dicker, and both the kick coverage and protection teams, uh, respectively. This cannot be lauded enough. We've been through several years of Chargers mediocrity with regard to special teams playing hell. Some of it just downright horrible. When we're considering potential uh, interim coaches, if for some reason Brandon Staley got canned, Ficken has always been my guy. I've said it quite a few times, and I think it's because as a special teams head coach, you get to understand players of all positions. You can relate to all of them, and you can speak to each of them, and you understand their various qualities and uh, you know their acumen and skill sets. So for me. Ficken just makes perfect sense for a guy, and he just has more, a little bit more of that Steely demeanor that I feel like you need in a leader. Uh, Kellen Moore doesn't quite fit the bill there for me. Said that ad nauseum. But if for some reason the season goes all the way down the drain and the Chargers get rid of Steely before the end of the year, Ficken has my vote. And why not? For me, the guys earned it. So more power to you, Ryan. Keep it going. Still in the throes of the season. Chargers have about five weeks left. And because of that, I guess you can't check all the way out because they're technically still in the mix, I guess. And uh, there's hope if you want to do that. I guess I get it. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. Unless the Chargers go on some crazy tear and a bunch of things go their way, they're probably going to miss the postseason. And even if they get in, I guess, depending on how they're playing at that point in time, how far do you expect them to get? Especially if they're one dimensional on offense and the defense still has holes. So let's just assume they don't make it. Let's talk about next season or the offseason going into next season, because there are some uh, names to discuss and a couple of directions that I think we can kind of dig into with regard to some decisions that they may make. You guys all heard it yesterday. Story dropped that Michigan is trying their best to work an extension with Jim Harbaugh, but I believe within that extension, he has to sign off on not pursuing uh, NFL opportunities, which that's, that's a rough one. And from everything that we've heard, little birdies have told us and things out there in the media, Jim kind of sort of has a hankering to get back into the big league which i mean i don't doubt especially if he wins a natty at uh michigan then he can just kind of ride off into the sunset come back to the nfl and um stake his claim there with the new team and build a new foundation one which he exited to go back to the college game and uh he can further that legacy maybe compete for uh nfl championship i mean once you win in college You've already got the NFL experience, and you were successful there, which he was. Why not give it another shot, especially if you can have your pick of where you want to go, and maybe, just maybe, you can get with a team that already has probably the biggest piece of what any team really needs to succeed—a foundational franchise quarterback. And I know a certain team that dons a lightning bolt and powder blue that has something that fits right up a uh, Jim's alley there. So. That being said, I started thinking about some of the non-negotiables players that the Chargers should be looking to retain or extend. But even above that, maybe a couple names from the current coaching staff. Yes, this coaching staff, they might want to consider bringing back. Now, regarding players, we all know who we need to have back on the squad next year. Um, Keenan needs to be a lifer. Uh, Front office has already come out and said that's what they want to do. And His game transcends. I mean, he can play at a high level for another two or three years because He's a technician Uh, His game is not predicated on athleticism. So for him to fall off a cliff, you know, I mean, what's a cliff for Keenan? He's not depending on his ability to run away from guys. It's all nuance. So that can last you a while Um, Khalil Mack. I mean if it comes down to a choice between either he and Joey Khalil has production and availability on the side not to mention the dude is 32 years old and the league leader in sacks right now and there's some other names here there that you want to consider potentially but coaching staff wise i am a fan of bringing back well first and foremost ryan Fick and duh i mean literally just gave him number four all to himself so no brainer again what about Gift smith like the production that we've seen from our edge players Thule has played like a vet this year doesn't look like a rookie at all has already developed a nice tool set and i mean you know when joey was healthy he would produce had some really good seasons or khalil career renaissance right now so gif just seems to get it done with the edge guys of course having a little bit of talent doesn't hurt Some of the guys haven't really developed the way that you would like. Uh, Not going to name any names, but you know who I am alluding to. A couple guys here and there, but GIF feels like if the Chargers wanted to keep him around, it makes sense. Uh, New regime comes in. They may have a different plan, but uh, I'd be cool with GIF, but definitely faking. No questions asked. And I mean, even outside of that, we're talking about things that absolutely have to happen is. Even if you retain a couple of the guys from this staff and then whoever comes in needs to have some quality positional supporting coaches with them as well. And uh, if they're lacking in any areas, those are two names that can potentially stick around and help them out, maybe fill some gaps there. The other thing that needs to happen here is a conversation about what the charges expect to be next year. Are we talking about like a soft reset? Or just a down year where they try to regroup and then look to compete over the course of the next two years there's a path that if you do this correctly you don't have to be like seller dwelling next season at all I mean first and foremost if you hire an experienced head coach with a little bit of hardware nice resume actual time on task no more first-year guys you can Pretty much get someone who has an established culture that's proven, bring that into the building and you may be able to find yourself still in the mix. Now, I mean, possibly still be a playoff team, maybe not good enough to win it all, but you can still compete. And I mean, that's saying a lot based on what the Chargers might go through when we're talking about like a turnover uh, this offseason. But here's the other thing that they absolutely have to hit on. It's what we all love come April literally around my birthday every year the draft and therein is another area that Tom Telesco has come up short especially recently particularly in the last two years and also look at some of these mid-round draft picks some of the later guys that just haven't panned out and all the goodwill that people give Telesco for taking guys that have fallen into his lap in the first round quickly gets covered up once you start looking more at recent history and some of the first round guys that haven't quite panned out. Now, um, the problem here is the charges have been leaning very heavily on those early round picks and them just being super talented. I mean, yes, they still have to develop. They have to come in and transition from the college to the NFL game. But we're talking about some of the most elite talent in the game. And so that learning curve much shorter. They adapt a bit quicker. Problem has come in with development of the mid round guys. And then, of course, taking these projects at you know, the third round that also haven't quite. Turned out to come into fruition the way the Chargers were hoping that they would as far as their performances on the field. And now they're paying for it. You're talking about seasons like you're having right now in which your top guys go down one, two, three of them or more. And you don't have a whole lot behind it. Now, is it fair to expect a first year guy to come in and replace, a you know, seven, eight year vet? No, not necessarily. But what about the other guys that have been on the roster for three plus years that hardly contribute? And then when they step on the field, they look completely lost. It's a development issue. So cover all the bases there. Pardon me. Players are important. Absolutely. But coaching is just as
2: important because there are really good coaches that do way more
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
2: No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With way less.
0: But unfortunately, the charges don't have that at their disposal. It's not an option for them. Most of that comes from the fact that they continuously hire these novice head coaches. First year guys that are having to come in and prove themselves. Let's start there first and foremost, and who knows how long that takes. Some dudes can do it right out of the gate. Others takes a little while to establish themselves. And then you got to worry about the front office and having pull there, being able to kind of throw your way around and get what you want. That might take more than a year. So if you're not succeeding early and you're still trying to gain traction with your players and front office, find yourself in a hole and before you know it you're going into year three of your contract and uh, things are looking bleak i'm not talking about any coach in particular of course not why would i be doing that what this boils down to is the Chargers' willingness to do something else out of the norm in recent years they've started bringing in players taking chances on guys that historically they may not now the whole thing about them being cheap and not playing Paying players hasn't been true for quite some time, but where they have penny pinched is at the head coaching position. You've heard me say it a million times. Charges are now and have been for a few years in the second largest media market in the country. That means more eyes, much more attention is being paid to you. And when you lose, you find yourself in situations like they have here in recent weeks being a laughing stock. And I know Dean doesn't like that very much on his egos that gives me just a bit more confidence that they may step outside of their own box. Well, with the exception of, uh, John in the front office playing tiddlywinks and move on to somebody who knows what they're doing, an actual football guy with Real experience and success. So that's all. Hope for the best, people. Five more games to go. See how the charges fare. And then off into the offseason, the unknown. We'll get back into our scouting, which is always fun. But then also. This comes back to bite me in the butt because for some strange reason the Baltimore Ravens more often than not take the dudes that I love It's just weird. Um Maybe there's some six degrees of separation thing if the Chargers can get Jim Harbaugh him being John Harbaugh's brother Maybe they have similar taste. I don't know. Maybe they can get somebody from the Ravens front office to be GM I wouldn't count on that now. I'm just rambling, but I digress Catch you guys Sunday after hours Post the Chargers Broncos game Let's see what they come up with uh, Should be fun one way or the other There'll be tons to talk about Good or bad So me and the guys will see you back here on Sunday Until then y'all take it easy be cool Y'all know what it is with me Mr. Petty Pendergrass You know how I gets down And if you come for me on Twitter Be ready I'm Petty y'all knew that already So catch y'all later Go.